Good morning, Nava family. It's good to be together again as we go on this journey of following the cloud. We have uh, begun last year in March and spent some time in Lee Summit in a Nazarene church. We've spent some time in the Garment House downtown. We've spent some time with the Colonial Presbyterian Church and then time with the Lafay Assemblies of God Latino Church. It seems as though the Lord is taking us around the city to get a heart for the city. And now he's taken us to a place of focus on the African-American community in Kansas City. Clearly, he's working with us and preparing us for uh, what he has for us, the difference he's wanting us to make in the city. We're on this journey of Micah 6-8, a journey of learning information to participate in Jesus' work of racial healing and restoration. And we want to spend some time this morning looking at how to respond to racism by shining brightly. That's our focus, responding to racism by shining brightly. You'll remember uh, a couple of weeks ago, Jamar Tisby talked with us about a biblical basis for ethnicity. It's so critical for us to go back to the Bible. If we're facing anything in the culture around us, in whatever is happening in our lives, back to the scriptures led by the Spirit. And Jamar Tisby outlined for us that we all come from one original couple, Adam and Eve. Through Noah, we are all linked as one family. There's so little difference between our DNA. Uh, the most different people on earth differ only by 1% in their DNA. We've come from the same family. But we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And so Jesus came and uh, provided a way for us to come out of our sin and become part of his, his family. It's uh, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. It says, we are now a chosen race. We've come from one race from Adam and Eve, but now we have the opportunity to come into a chosen race. It's a spiritual race, a spiritual ethnic group. And it says in this spiritual ethnic group uh, portion of Scripture, 1 Peter chapter 2, 9 and 10, that we are a chosen race, a holy ethnic group. Once we were not a people, but now we are the people of God. Once we had not received mercy, but now we have received mercy. This word mercy is so critical for us as we talk about becoming one. Uh, mercy means showing compassion towards those we could harm. And God has showed compassion to us and he calls us to show compassion to others. Jesus broke the dividing wall that separated the Jews and the Gentiles. He put to death the hostility that there was between them through his death on the cross. It's his death on the cross that's made it possible for any animosity there is between people to be removed. And then he prays to his father in John chapter 17, verse 11, Lord, make them one as we are one. And so God is wanting us as his church to be one with the Lord. Whatever our backgrounds, he wants us showing his love to the world through the way we love one another. This church that he's established, calling us out of the world into his spiritual family, his spiritual people, is called to be the light of the world. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, it says of the church, you are the light of the world. A town built 
on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This church that the Lord has established to be the light of the world is a powerful force spiritually for the Lord's purpose. We're called to reflect God's wisdom in the world. And that wisdom is mentioned in the book of James, chapter 3, verse 17. That wisdom is purity, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy. There's that word again. Mercy. Showing mercy. And then full of good fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Showing love is powerful. Showing that we want the best for people. Also, impartiality is part of that wisdom. Not being biased, but inclusive is so important. It says, in fact, in the book of James chapter 2, in another place, from verse 1 to 13, don't show favoritism. Don't discriminate among yourselves. It marks it as a sin. It says, judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. So critical for us to be merciful. Finally, it closes by saying, mercy triumphs over judgment. So it's very important for us not to be judging of others, but showing mercy. Because God showed us mercy, we should be showing mercy to everyone else. And so how, is we as, how can we as a church respond to the racism that's happening around us? How can we show the light in this moment? In the book of Acts in chapter 10, Peter is given a vision showing that all people are welcome in the church. And yet, it's recorded in Galatians chapter 2 in another setting, that when he was eating with the Gentiles and other Jews came, he separated himself. It seems like he forgot what God had said, or he was fearful in front of others of showing the acceptance of Gentiles. He even had Barnabas cooperating with him in his hypocrisy, the Bible calls it. And so Paul confronts Peter publicly and says, that's not in line with the gospel. It's not in line with the gospel to separate ourselves from other ethnic groups. It's so important for us to be accepting and showing mercy, showing love, being part of the light, because it's the love among us that shows that we are the disciples of Jesus. And in the U.S., Christians in the past have been the light in situations to do with racism in the past. There were Christian abolitionists working for an end to slavery. Harriet Beecher Stowe wrote the book Uncle Tom's Cabin as an encouragement to put an end to slavery. Martin Luther King Jr., a Baptist preacher, used civil disobedience to bring about change in the U.S.A. Because the church stood up, light was shone. And so change has happened. And so the reality is that Jesus, through his church, is not an answer for the world. Jesus is not even the best answer. But Jesus is the only answer. It's so important for us as the church at this moment to stand up for the ways of Jesus in this time when there's so much racism being 
shown around us. It's time for change. I'd like to share a few examples from the South African setting. South Africa has been known in the world of the past to be a place of extreme racism. And uh, I grew up there and lived there and uh, had situations come up where it was important as a Christian. I met the Lord when I was 10. Well, I as a Christian should stand up for what was right and accept other people. During the time at college, there were protests, protesting the fact that the government had told a particular professor who was black that he could no longer be a professor because he was black. The students protested and uh, it was a peaceful and organized protest, but the police allowed the Hells Angels to attack the students and they used tear gas for that. But the fact that there was a sign of resistance was important to show that what was being done was wrong. It was racist. It was a, engaged, I engaged politically in a, a progressive federal party. They had only one member of parliament, but that particular representative stood for truth and paid visits to the prisoners, including Nelson Mandela, ensured they had opportunity to continue their studies, even while imprisoned for what was called racist purposes. Uh, there was a light shining in that setting. I had college friends who were not white and in that setting had close relationships with them and felt the pain because they couldn't own property, jobs were denied them. One of my friends worked in the same organization I did, was paid only two-thirds of the salary and was told he couldn't come in the front door for the Christmas party, but must come in the black door, back door. And so I spoke to the head of the department and requested that he be allowed to come in the front door. And that was eventually allowed. And so these are things where we can make a difference. Eventually, I connected with the African National Congress a resistance movement in South Africa and brought a black history into South Africa. Although it was banned, I brought it in through customs and uh, had it published to bring out the true story of the Zulu nation. Also spoke to uh, a person who could help finance a particular widow who had lost her son in, this, in the armed struggle that was going on and help take care of her. However, the ANC was a mixed group. There were communists part of it. There were Christians who were part of it. And so it was important to discern. Notice the scripture in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8 that says, See to it that you are not taken captive by hollow and deceptive philosophy, which is based on the traditions of men. And so discerning what's happening is very important. At this moment in the U.S., there are at least three groups who have a different agenda to the agenda of the Church of Jesus Christ and what Jesus is wanting to happen. One of the groups that is a group that is founded in biblical base, and the biblical base is civil righteousness. This is a group led by J.T. Thomas, and it's a very sound group, and we can cooperate and support that particular group. Some other things that happened in South Africa I recognized at a particular point in time that I was very bitter towards the South African government and realized that was a problem and uh, asked the Lord to forgive me. At that time, I recognized that Moses, in his bitterness towards the oppression of his people in Egypt, 
tried in his own strength to set the people free, ended up killing an Egyptian and running for his life, could no longer be an influence. But later on, the Lord called him and he was very cautious about coming, said, I won't be able to do anything. And God said, that's true. You won't be able to do anything, but I'm with you. And uh, as Moses went now in the power of the work of the Lord, the people were set free. So very important for us at this time to also be aware of the leading of the Spirit in the resistance we have towards racism and shining a light about the way forward, about God's love for all people. Recognized also that uh, in the South African setting, laws were immoral. immoral. They were legal, but immoral. And so my wife and I disobeyed those rules in the training center. We had black people living in an area which was set aside only for white people because they were students there for training. The lady who worked for us, uh, she wasn't allowed to have her husband being with her living on our property. And so we allowed them to live together in that setting. And so there was a light shining there showing the right way. Also, set up a situation where we launched a Christian day school, which was open to all races, an opportunity to build a community of believers who loved one another and walked through building those relationships. So important to train up the younger generation in openness to people of all ethnic backgrounds and interaction and love for all. We also were able to encourage the uh, integration in the church that we were in has become a multi-ethnic church. Probably 70% of the people are not white and uh, it's a multi-ethnic situation with good leadership of all backgrounds, uh, shining a light of the way of how things could happen. A number of the people who became part of the church were part of the government and were able to change laws in favor of opening up the economy, opening up opportunities for people of all backgrounds and races. We could train them in nation changers in terms of how to change a nation and they could apply the principles they learned in the governmental settings. So important. There was an NGO working with homeless people and recognized through the way they worked with the homeless people how important it is to show dignity in settings. Dignity more important than food and uh, saw that come to make a big difference in that particular setting. Also recognize that how we help makes a difference. If we're helping all the time and doing things for people, it doesn't give them a, an opportunity to be empowered and grow up in their own identity in Christ. And so important for us to make a point of bringing people to their identity in Christ and empowering, empowering them to take leadership in their own settings. In the US situation, there are other things that are possible because in the situation here, everybody has the right to vote. They can write to their representatives. They can be involved in all kinds of different activities. And so we can shine in different ways in the US, but encourage us to shine brightly, not to stay in the dark, not to just flicker the lights that's there, but to shine brightly. We're talking about responding to racism as his church by shining brightly. And so we are at a critical point now in the USA in regard to racism. Critical point as our generation. 
as the crisis has exposed cracks in the culture and the hearts of people. How will we, as the Church of Jesus Christ, as the particular people of Narva, how will we respond? Will we shine brightly? I believe that's what we want to do, because that's what Jesus wants us to do. This moment is part of our ongoing sanctification and preparing us as His Church for greater influence, not just in the area of racism, but many different areas in society. God wants us to shine His grace and truth in our culture. And so I wonder, how will we respond personally? How will we respond corporately as Nava? Is there an element of favoritism and racism in our hearts? Or are we ready to show mercy and love wherever we go? And how are we showing the way of Christ in every situation, in our workplace, in our families, in the political situation around us? Are we shining the light? What I'd like to do right now is just pray for us as we consider these questions. Thank you, Lord, for the wonder of you and your heart for us and your heart through us to the world around us. Thank you for the incredible, incredible uh, thing you have done for us by making us part of who you are and making us to be the ones who shine the light in the darkness that we're in. Thank you, Lord, that you are with us and you will lead us. We open our hearts that you would show us any areas that we need to change and lead us by your spirit to shine brightly in every circumstance we're in. In Jesus' name, amen.